This is Soundmaking, a podcast made by Hogan Stenner and myself, Matthew Schlomovitz. Each episode of Soundmaking features a composer or performer discussing the how and why of music they've created. For this episode of Soundmaking, I spoke with Alexander Schubert. We chatted about Avery, an AI program and virtual persona that Alexander built. In my chat with Alexander, we discussed how he built Avery, the nature and qualities of the music it produces, how audiences can interact with the AI program, and what music Avery might be producing in five years from now. My name is Alexander Schubert. I was born in Bremen. I live in Hamburg now and um, I consider myself, well, something like a multimedia composer, bringing together um, performance, um, electronic elements and composition and installation works. So the music that you just heard comes from the project Avery. And Avery is a, um, is a project I've been working on for the last two years. It's a virtual persona based on an AI system that can generate poetry, texts, images, and music. It's, a, it's an entity that is hosted on a server that can interact with humans and based on that interaction, refine its parameters and update its creation of artistic content. The music is also generated um, continuously, even if there's no interaction. Um, because of that, there are there's an album of 20,000 pieces right now, which is growing um, every day. And there's also a continuous audio stream that is generated from the system. So there are kind of different, different outlets um, of musical content from the system. The, the project Avery consists of several components, hardware and software. Mainly, it's, it runs on a server continuously, always working. And um, there are the aspects that, that deal with the interaction and to kind of embed it into social media, into the Telegram chat and things like this. So this is kind of the, the surface. And then there are, diff let's, let's say, two main things behind it. One is the text generation and one is the sound generation. There's also the image generation, but that is more kind of a side gimmick in a way. Text generation works in a way that it has a huge corpus of literature, of like ranging from um, cyborg manifestos 
to manuals for um com for computers to um religious text and poetry and other stuff so it's really i it's and the the system is kind of grabbing stuff from like on the internet where it can find stuff so it has this big pool and out of that generates content text and um conversation this is used for poetry and it is used for the um text for the lyrics within the pieces so that kind of gives a bit the weird um personality also of the system and depending on from what it derives the data it's also sometimes off-putting like yeah like really off-putting um so that's the one part the text part the second part is the audio part the audio part is a very heavily modulized generative um, music software that um, i wrote And you could think of it a bit like a modular synthesizer that consists of a lot of small modules. Let's say one can download MIDI files from the internet, one can create random rhythms, one can, um, I don't know, create note materials based on something else. Then there are a lot of transformers that can say, all right, I'm taking this and I'm making something else with it. And then there's a big selection of modules that can turn these things into sound. Like, for example, downloading files from the internet, downloading field recordings, downloading text vocals from a cappella YouTube songs, um, accessing um, databases of sounds and so on. So all these little modules can't do very much on their own. They're fairly simplistic in a way. And the, um, the possibilities in that system come from the fact that all these modules have probabilistic linkings Uh, like a probabilistic linkage to all the other ones, and it can reroute and rescramble um, the modules in a lot of different ways. So, and these things are not fixed, but these are always randomized or changing. So you could think of it as a collection of a lot of simple elements, but you can re um, recombine them, and this recombination is decided by a big block of parameters, so to say. And this block of parameters then decides whether what you hear sounds like some alien free jazz or whether it sounds like some, um, I don't know, some super slowed down R&B, for example.
the possible ways of inter interacting with the um, with Avery is either going through the website. So if you go on the project website, you can just listen to one of the 20,000 songs if you like. You could go and listen to the continuous audio stream and see how it changes, how it evolves. But the most direct interaction is um, using a um, chat through Telegram. So you would click on a link, you would write a message to Avery and um, Avery would respond to you and you could go into a conversation. And one thing that you could do is say, Avery, please write a song for me. And if you do that, then um, the system will answer in some way, um, asking you about some specifics like how long it should be or um, what the character of the um, piece should be and things like this. And there's a back and forth. And um, at the end, you will be given a, a piece of music that is sent to you um, as a link that, as good as it can, um, tries to match the um, your wishes and... Um, Yes, and then it's basically it's your piece that has been uh, has been created for you that you can then hear. So I mean, that is that is let's say that's the core that's the core part of the whole interaction and what the what the project can offer, and that of course has some kind of on demand feel to it, and it has this quality of that um, yeah that something generated on your inputs. And that is kind of the technical side of it, but what probably is, or I think is the more the most interesting aspect of it, is this um, directness or this form of agency that you feel while interacting with it, and the way you then perceive the result. So um, it's a lot of the of the um, of the music that is generated is weird, is quirky, is um, somewhat non-human in a way or like not really the way um, a lot of composers would probably do it but this this way what fascinates me the most um, in that context is the way you listen to it because in the way it was it was um, created for you and that you kind of try to project on it something that you try to listen to it as if a human would have done it because we are kind of hardwired to do that and this process kind of underlines or uh, enforces this aspect of it so a lot of it for me has to do with um, a mode of listening like trying to project these for the like decisions um, as if being made by a human so this kind of this agency or this kind of trying to imagine what 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 the motivation was to to make a song like that or to start a piece with a one short sound and then have 20 seconds of silence and then just have some field recording play for five seconds. That is something that could happen. And um, you kind of, you try to understand the logic and it's always, for me, it's, I hear it much, I hear it really differently than how I would normally hear music because I'm, well, if you like it or if you're into it, then you could get into a mode where you kind of trying to anticipate what is going to come next. And it's, It's difficult or it sometimes works with a different with a different logic and this trying to figure out what happens next and and how it could relate to uh, to a human is what i find interesting also this kind of projection to say wow this is such a hardcore decision i wish i would i would be able to do that as a human composer it's also what i really love to imagine is if i would stumble in some club or um, concert at night and would hear this music being played there are some people on a stage making this weird 
sort of noise stuff. And it's um, somewhat that is kind of, is a, it's like a dream image for me or something like this, kind, kind of trying to create um, a, a setting where, where this is possible. So when the machine started, it had no conception of any musical style and description of what it does. It's really an assemblage of simple things. And I specifically wanted to create it in a way where I don't enforce some logic that I already have, telling it what is already what, or to recreate something that I know or that I can do. But I wanted to be surprised and I wanted everybody else to be surprised by the results. So the system doesn't know anything. When it communicates with users, then if I say, I would like a R&B song, then it could create something, it sends it back, and then you are asked for feedback how you like that and how it's kind of matched what you were hoping for. And this is then used as a feedback for the training of these parameters. So you get, you have information, feedback from the users that's, is then, so to say, used as a training information on the parameters. So you can say, I, I have this, I have my uh, the system with these parameters, and it outputs something, and I get the feedback. Well, this actually does sound like R and B. Or if you realize it's not R and B, but you say, well, it sounds like techno, then it, this parameter set is being kind of labeled as techno. And if that happens over and over again certain combinations will be more linked to um, certain responses from um, humans interacting with the system. If the system would keep on learning and running for another five years, then it will probably evolve further, fine-tuning to a certain degree. And it's a bit hard to predict it because actually the uh, what people are looking for in that system is extremely diverse. So sometimes I also get can take a look at the at the reactions that people give to the system, and it really ranges from loving the the weirdness of it to telling that it's complete crap because it doesn't sound like music at all. So that's a tough challenge, and kind of in between that, most probably it's because the the user group interacting with it is quite diverse. It will not be pushed so strongly in one direction. So I actually I can't really tell so well. I have to admit.
Germany full of pistols of military security by millions of bears. Towards our presently walks a distance from the bound on death points it is a million vulture. Thank <laughs> you.